What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sizing Up. I'm your host, Jack the Spec, and um, this is episode two of season two. And I am back with, well, she. this is her second appearance on the pod. So, you know, very rare that we have a returnee. And she was in the Pog episode where I just um, described how my experience with shooting with her. But, you know, this guest is getting her own episode and I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. So uh, go right ahead. Hello world. My name is Leah. If you're lucky. Welcome back to the pod. Excited to have your full form episode this time around. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. It's, it's awesome to have you. Um, tried to go live on Spotify, but Spotify be tripping. So, you know, that's why we have anchor as a backup, but, uh, Excited to have you again and really properly have you on the podcast. Um, and we recently found out that we're both August babies, Leo gang. Um, right next to each other. That's so crazy. Right next door. It, it's insane. So, um, man, I'm excited to have you on here. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm just really excited. So let, let's get right into it. Um, so I typically ask this question to all my guests. But just wanting to know, how did you find yourself in this realm of the the giantess fandom? I know it's come from foot fetish, and sometimes that's a step away from it. Sometimes someone suggested that, hey, you should do this because you have mm-hmm. a feel for it. Um, so how did you find yourself in this realm of, I guess, content that has been around for a little bit? So I think, well, actually, I don't know what anybody else's story really is. Because I was going to say, oh, probably a lot of girls do this. But I don't know if that's actually true. Mm-hmm. Girls, models, you know. A lot of uh, giant test specific people on Twitter. And I find that there's, um, it's not gender specific all the time. Or at least the people that I follow aren't. I, I consider myself part of the queer community. So mm-hmm. I like to reach out and find other people in this genre because I think the best part about it is the art form in my personal uh, opinion because I've we've sort of talked about this before how the foot fetish is very masculine forward yes Um, but I think the giant test thing is a little bit that's why it's so appealing because it makes women feel empowered it makes them feel dominant it makes them feel uh, appreciated in like a way that isn't every day so it is like you know a little bit of the fantasy but um you know as a tall girl it's just there's parts of life that make being tall not great because you do get gawked at you do get hit on you do get so much you know (laughs) attention from certain people and certain types of people that this is kind of a cool way to like take ownership of that and have it work in your favor, have it work for like your boundaries and what you're comfortable with. And so that's what I really like about it. How I got into it is I was living in Los Angeles, uh, you know, actor model, trying to just do gigs and, you know, network and all that. I came across a Craigslist ad because I'm... (laughs) I don't know how into astrology you are. If you follow me, you know that I really am. Yes, yes. 
So, so I'm a Scorpio rising. Mm-hmm. And Scorpio is very passionate, very sexual, have that <laughs> type of personality. So I've always been really into expressing myself that way. Um, just really curious, probably. I mean, we all kind of are. This is more or less, you know, adjacent to the sex industry. So mm-hmm. that's kind of something we all have in common is that we enjoy sex and we think sex is fun and a good you know, way to express yourself, you heal. And it's just, you know, I would say in terms of living life, it's like the most, it's the thing I'm most interested in and like passionate about, like learning about it and understanding it from other people's perspectives. And so I answered a Craigslist ad for somebody looking for models and actresses and he wanted them tall specifically, uh, and you guys know this creator. I don't know how I feel about like name dropping exactly, but I'm sure I'm sure you could piece it together. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> they were nice, and I, you know, we met in a public place. Like we did all the, you know, safety steps, and I felt comfortable. And he was going to pay more money than I'd gotten at any other gig, uh, and. I knew somebody else who would be really into it. And that kind of gave me comfort too, because we're really close. And Mm -hmm. I knew that I kind of actually, not that I answered the ad for them, but I did answer the ad and just, you know, when your friends are in the industry, you want to look out for each other. And if a part is right for them, then you want to give it to them because you want the art to be made and you want it, you know, to be correct. So, I handed the information off to them and they really got rolling with it and were like, okay, we're going to do this first thing together. And I was like, cool, you know, super comfortable. I felt like I had somebody with me and like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was all safe and all that. So it was the most fun I've ever had on set. I felt so natural. I felt comfortable. I felt like how I always wanted to feel when I'm on set, like everything's about me Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not because I've done background extra work and you're just another, you know, you're just another body and that's cool and everything. But it's not how, you know, that's not why people get into the industry, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of different, you know, motivations for why people get into the industry in general. Um, some people like doing the work itself. Some people like the things around the work that comes with it. So there are a lot of factors. So I definitely see where your perspective is coming from. And I think one thing that I can say, I appreciate about your aesthetic and the way you place your content and whatnot is there's always a deeper type meaning to it. And it's just, it takes on a different form, which is insanely cool to me. Oh, thank you. Of course, of course. So it's been incredible to like follow you and, you know, get to know you. I mean, we've had some conversations off, off camera, of course, or off recording, not off camera, but, um, do you find yeah, that we, that's true with all of the people? Cause I, I, I haven't listened to every episode, so I don't actually know what anybody else is like. Do you find that that's kind of, uh, through line 
that like the people you follow like elevate it or you just are interviewing kind of people just in it or um i i think i think it's it can all be different i because i i think the thing is that you're going to see how that that goes what i mean is there an episode that you've listened to specifically so far um because i because there's one episode i can draw that from like um did you listen to pog's episode by any chance because i think she had a great example why she likes doing this content but have you listened to her episode I'm pretty sure that I did, but I meant from like your perspective as My like perspective. Okay. a viewer. I guess you have your own. That's what this whole thing has taught me is that every single person has very specific interests and likes. Right. So you as, you know, an editor, a content creator, a podcaster, mm-hmm. you have exactly what you like and people will listen to your podcast or watch your content, but they're getting different things. You know, they're not, you're not a spokesperson for every person that might come across your content. Right. Hmm. That's a good question. And I, like I said, I always encourage my guests to come on and like challenge me because that's what makes this fun for me too. Um, you know, and this is going to go to a little bit backstory. Um, I've always had the fascinate this fascination with this, you know, space, this fetish for um, years. So um, I'm currently 28. I'm going to be 29 in li- literally a week. Um, but I've had this fetish since I was 14. So for me, I've always had this fascination with uh, a woman being in power. And when I saw this video on YouTube back in 2007, and, you know, she's just destroying buildings, and it was like, it was evolved from that form of, you know, attack of the 50 woman, which was like, it's it's iconic. Mm -hmm. And... After seeing that movie, and I didn't think anything like that would be, you know, continue to replicate it because I thought it was just this small little space in this obscure corner of the, you know, internet that wouldn't be tapped into. And I've always just been what I tell people that, like, I'm a, I was like a lurker for the longest time. I thought this was very small and a very contained space where it was rare to find this content and whatnot. And, you know, I've always felt like it was cool to have this, but I felt very lonely. Have you ever felt that when you feel lonely, like you have this interest and you feel like there's no one else around to share that with? Um, that That's how I felt for the longest time within having this fetish. Like I thought, I thought that I was like alone in this fetish. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, let's search. Maybe there is the deeper space to this. I search up Giants' content on Instagram and it opened up a whole new like world for me in terms of like meeting people who have this fetish and you know and the more I've got from that to answer your question directly I think it's just been cool for me to like develop as a creative because this is how opened my eyes and my creative juices in a way that I never thought would be possible and 
like, not only that, but I've made friends with cool people like you and Pong and, and micro, like not only has this fit, like for me, yeah, it's hella cool to make the content. I never was a, you know, video editor prior to this. So doing all of that and now being able to like all of a sudden like share that space, make work, shoot with models and make this content for the community. I think it's given me a sense of I never thought I would be doing photography. I never thought I'd be doing like video editing. So it's brought a lot into my life in terms of changing how I I've seen this fetish. Now it's still very much sexual for me and I still get that from that. But for me, it's just like creative space that has a whole creative outlet has been opened up to me. And what can I do next? What's the next big thing I can do? What's what, can I do with this model and every like, it's going to be different and you know, like you're going to get a different feel for what you do, what content you get, how it works with how it works. So there's just so much to it. I can blab, I can blab about this all day, but um, yeah, just to shorten it. Um, those are things I've gotten from um, doing this and being in this space. That that's how I, um, that's how I got and that's what I'm getting from it right now. Gotcha. So yeah, that was um so yeah, I mean I appreciate that question. That's always a cool question to um ask. So I guess another question I do have is like how has it been interacting with the community at large, whether that be fellow models, um editors? Like, how has that interaction been for you? Um, what do you mean? How, what, how has it been? It's been positive. It's been, um, I don't know, um, collaborative. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a really cool filter to be able to see the world and connect mm-hmm. with people. You know, because uh, like I said, there you put up your own, you know, boundaries and you make it work for yourself. And there are people right. that I wouldn't have met otherwise. So it is very interesting because there are people like when I like going, I like being able to jump into this profile and mm-hmm. see what's going on over here. And also I like being able to craft kind of this character. Right. Of being this giant woman of having these like little things. Cause that's how I see myself. You know, that's if I was a cartoon character, that's kind of the vibe that I get is that I, and like when I interact with the world, like animals are small to me and like, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people don't fuck with me generally because I'm five foot nine. Right. So I get to walk through the world more or less like this persona. And it's really fun because when I post on my personal account, I feel like it comes from the Leah like attitude because that's my experience in the world is like, this is who I am. I'm this 
larger person. My feet are gorgeous. I mean, I have lots of beautiful features, but my feet are really pretty and apparently people like to see them. So it's just, it's just been a lot of fun, like playing with people's suggestions and going live and just being able to be creative in kind of this way that I, it's so interesting because it really is like between it's like the sex side and then there's like the drag side of it all, like putting on a character, putting on a wig and like playing pretend. Right. Like role play, I guess you could think of it as. Definitely. Definitely. I Like, I think my favorite part about it is like some of the reels that you do, they're really creative. Um, and some of the TikToks that you bring over that I see, or like insanely cool and you're yeah. still in this like like you said character and it's very it's i look at it with magnificence like it's like whoa <laughs> it's almost like i get in trance because it's different not a lot of people do the um giantist aspect like that and the way you do it is like super cool and i've always appreciated that about you know your stuff and it's always like just you know just wow and i know you mentioned about the fact that you are you say you're tall you're five foot nine and you know mm-hmm. you, so i know how that's all that's had to always be like because i know usually especially beforehand i know like back when i was growing up like if girls or women were tall it was seem as it was very seen as like abnormal like i feel like it's calmed down a bit now but i know back then there would be like oh my goodness she's so tall my god my god and you know all this you know i guess unnecessary hoopla about it i don't know how to explain it but how do you feel like that's changed then say from the early 2000s to now how 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 have you seen that change, and do you think that's contributed to how giants have become a bit more of a bigger space? Can you reword that question? Because I kind of lost, got lost in it. Yeah, I just realized I <laughs> reworded that horribly, but I was saying, like, do you feel like with the perception of how society sees a taller, a taller, you know, woman, do you feel like that has helped? giantists become more mainstream um i think the conversation that i'm seeing because of who i am is uh i am i well it, it really depends on what kind of content you're consuming because for me what i see is what i'm like bringing into my world right so i watch a lot of women empowerment um trying to undo certain um, ways of thinking that might be, you know, not necessarily helpful to people that are different than you. I'm try. I try to be very cognizant of inclusion, you know, PC and liberal. And that's just who I am because I, because th- I think that that's how I become a better person and I'm always trying to be a better person. So I, you know, some people would think I'm, you know, you know, stop being woke or whatever, but it's, it's hard. There's a balance because you want to be a good person, but 
there is a degree of like getting so lost in it that you don't even know who you are anymore because you're trying to become all these other things to people, you know? So right. for me, I follow a lot of things trying to undo fat phobia, trying to do undo, um, you know, pre conceived notions of what attractiveness is and <laughs> women's femininity. Like I don't shave my armpits as often as maybe some people like my mom would like. And that's just me trying to get comfortable with myself and trying to, you know, navigate this world as the human body that I've been dropped into. So right. in terms of the giantess, I don't, I wouldn't be able to answer that because I've only been doing it for what, like a year. I don't know the history at all. I don't know anybody else that's doing it. I'm not very good at keeping up with the lexicon of all of that. Cause it's just not necessarily my world. My world is more that. the side of entertainment and putting on a character and playing this part and less about the actual sexual gratification of this whole thing. Right. And I, I and I feel like that is a unique perspective, um, which is why I wanted to have you on in the, in the first place, because I, I like the fact that it's different for you and and like you said, because you're getting you're getting something different from it. And I feel like for one, that's a perspective that no one's really talked about. I'm trying to think with all my guests on the fly, but I don't think a guest has like looked at it in that way like you've just described it. And um because I see with some people or editors, um, what may have you, like it's like I tell people all the time, like how is Jack the Speck different from, you know, my normal self? Or as I like to say when I'm doing real life stuff, Jack the normal. Um, but I usually Jack say that. <laughs> <laughs> Jack so, the regular like, old guy. Just Jack. Yep, well, exactly. that, that's why you chose the name Jack, right? Yep. Because like, because like I, I emphasize that this profile is still me. I'm just tiny. But it doesn't yeah. change, like, what you see, like, whenever I met up or talked to somebody, like, yeah, the same person you see on the gram or Twitter, um, I am that same person. I'm just tinier when I'm the spec, but when I'm mm -hmm. the normal, same guy, just doing normal things, unfortunately, but, um, <laughs> but, um, because I always joke, you know, in another universe, I am a spec, but... Like I say, um, you know, you in another universe. I get there's a many things in another universe. Yep, multiverse theory, big mm -hmm. hot thing right now. But yeah, like so, I I always you know say to myself like you know I try not to get myself too lost into you know the Jack the Spec persona because like you know this I I do things outside of it. Um. But I felt I settled in on just being the spec is because it's still me. I'm just small. And I like to imagine myself like I'm the small editor. I'm this tiny dude who's a podcaster. I'm just this tiny who does all these. I have all these hats. But have you ever seen? On. Sorry, not seen. Have you ever played a game called Spy Fox? Spy. 
familiar. Um, when did it come out? Because it sounds familiar. It was a computer, like a PC computer game <laughs> in Spy Fox and Dry Serial. He was like he was like James Bond, but he was a fox. Yes, I remember. Okay, so and he kind of talked like this, Monkey Penny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Spy first fox. of all, that's oh. a great game. That game is epic. It's like so I love it so much. But there's a character in it that you're reminding me of when you're talking about being small and all that. And mm-hmm. he was like this little bug character who was like, "Hey, spy fox, I'm inside the thing." And he was like a tiny bug. <laughs> that's 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 who you are. I wish I knew his name. Oh man, that that's awesome. I didn't think anyone knew about those games. I remember it because, like, I didn't have... I didn't get... I think I only got one of them. I don't think it was Dry Cereal. I think the one that my mom got me at the time was uh, Operation Ozone. But, um... Yeah. Like, I, I noticed by um, Fox Games because my me and my sisters used to play uh, Putt-Putt. And I know they were within, within those same characters. So whenever I saw Spy Fox, I was like, all right, I need this one for myself. But that is, that's awesome. Absolutely. More than that, but Absolutely. That's awesome. His name his name is Walter Wireless. Walter that's Wireless. The all right. I'll have to definitely gonna have to uh-huh. do my own research and we're now gonna I have just, to talk about well, that. I just recently <laughs> bought a computer. Mm-hmm. I might have to get it's just, it's, that is just like the cycle of life. You like grow up with this media that mm-hmm. you can contact with because of where you live and like your culture. Right. Right. And then it becomes your identity because art imitates life, imitates art. And that's like who we are as people at that moment. Right. And then it goes away and then you reclaim it in your adulthood because you're like, I still just want to be a kid. Give me that stuff back. Right. And then it resurfaces and that's how trends happen. And that's just like, <laughs> yeah, like all of those games back. My sister was pissed when um, my mom gave all those games away because she wanted to keep them forever because she kind of knew she was like, it's going to come back and we're going to want them. But my mom. You can't keep everything forever, but yeah, like right, The right. Sims, Spy Fox, Putt Putt, Fatty Bear. Oh my God, mm-hmm. so many. I think that's that's the same media that really like you know we take with us, even though we don't like. Sometimes we'll forget it for like years, and then when we come back and just get older, like you said, it's a it's basically it it's cool how that all comes back together in one full cycle. And you're like, oh yeah. man, why? Did you so, ever, I got actually asked recently about my video game, like what video games I played and I was a Nintendo gal. Okay. I can, Hey, Nintendo, Nintendo is still very much my thing. It's not my top thing, but I still always will have a Nintendo console lying around. Oh yeah. I just feel like they make, well, for me, I was like, you know, Nintendo, Disney, very, uh, colorful, very family friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I yeah, because Nintendo, I feel like they're the safe safe family friendly brand. 
when it comes to the so the so the games they make, but highly um, commercialized. Oh, definitely. I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. Like, I still I think the Nintendo Switch is a is a fun console. Like, I will play that at home. I will carry with me on the go. I love me mm-hmm. some Mario. I love me some Zelda. I love me some Donkey Kong. Like, yeah, I mean, like, oh, don't you want to play mature games? I'm like, yeah, but I want to still go wahoo and jump on Goombas. Yeah. So hey, let, let 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 me let me have my uh fun, you know, platformer games with all the right colors. There's still a space for that as you get older. Yeah, um, it's like sugar. It's like candy. Exactly. You can't go away from those. I mean, yeah, you can still have these mature themes and titles and deeper storylines, which I appreciate, but I, sometimes you want to go back to the most, more simple stuff. And oh, yeah. uh, you got to check out from the world for a while. Exactly. That's how it has to be. Sometimes, sometimes you need to get away from the core reality of the world. Mm-hmm. That makes me want to play video games right now. And I was talking about DDR with somebody recently. Oh, jealous. Je- Cause my sister has my N64 and uh-huh. I don't have any games right now, so that's unfortunate. Just open, man, make me want to go to my mom's and say, hey, you still have a Nintendo 64 and want to plug that up. Um, but Roller yeah, coaster I, tycoon. I just miss playing with my friends because that was such a bonding experience and where I grew up. Oh, yeah. It was like me and the neighborhood kids, like you all played after school together. Right. And now it's like, that's why I think the uh, entertainment industry is so desirable because it's similar to that it's you just going out and playing you're just playing with your friends that's how it feels for me oh yeah most definitely um that like i feel like for myself being a huge gamer um it's always been some a space for me just to not only bonding with friends and you know like in terms of just competing against each other and nowadays like you can play with your friends and do like a whole like you can play through a whole game co-op with your friends nowadays a lot more now and that's always fun to like you know spend like hours like whenever i have the time me and my friends will uh do like a one out one to two hour raid and we're just like we're just like all right we need to fuel up we you know we get our headsets on we're just, we're just sitting there. We're just gaming for hours. And, you know, and even though it's like virtual, like that bonding is like something you won't like. It, it, that's bonding that you won't be able to like forget, you know? And mm-hmm. I totally feel that. I feel like that's still valid, you know, even to today. Like some people um, look at it in this space. Like I know back up until like the early two thousands that video games were still very much seen as like something for just kids. But you know, around then that's when, you know, these more mature games started coming out and, you know, and I know for a while they were just mature, mature, mature. And then we get back to something simple, something fun, something, you know, just casual and, you know, just being able to ease back and sit back and relax um mm-hmm. that that takes me to another topic being about games have you heard of this new game called stray you play as a cat no but that sounds like i <laughs> i <laughs> i'm a huge cat fan so oh. that sounds like 
something that's going to be very popular, I would say. Yes. So I'll give you the premise because um, I got it last week on my PlayStation 5 and it's like fun. It's unique. So you're this, so you're playing as this orange cat and the environment is very steampunkish. So you're this cat in this new environment. You have this companion that's going to help you get around and, you know, you're interacting with these robots and they've never seen anything like you before because you're this cat and you're hopping around. And the thing I love about this game is it captures, captures the perspective of this cat just looking around and being like in this big world and it's unfamiliar to him and it's very unique. So I, I, um, I definitely recommend it if you get your chance, if you get a chance, I, it's for PC as well. So definitely look into it. I, I think, okay. I think you'll have a lot of fun with that. You're interacting with these environments and you know, you're just being this kind of this all steampunk world. It, it's crazy, but yeah, definitely get it. Definitely get it. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. Um, um, man, I lost my train of thought because I mean, we just started talking about video games. Um, but, um, but yeah, like, yeah. Tying back to that. Um, speaking of the collaborative, um, you said you felt like this community is collaborative, which is all like, it's all about, um, I'll ask you some questions on that forefront. So with that, um, I know you shot with the uh, micro merchant. Mm-hmm. And you got he there was this um film that he did. Now I don't remember if he ever because I know we talked about it like way back when earlier this year. I know, um, I don't think it's come out still. Yeah, okay. So I'm not crazy. Okay, because I'm because I'm saying like, has he released that yet? And I don't think he has. But um speaking of that, how was that experience just you know, like shooting with someone um like him that you know from his perspective, from two different perspectives, because in this case, you're, you are the giantess and he would be the tiny. So what was that experience like? So I really enjoyed shooting with him. I felt again, comfortable. And that's again, being a woman, it's very, and being, um, I've been, you know, on camera in front of several different people and the only people that I've felt comfortable in front of have been people in this community Mm -hmm. or women. Gotcha. And so I, I, you know, I really enjoy it and it was a lot of fun being able to shoot with the other two models that are in it because Mm -hmm. I love just spending time with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But it actually, I don't know. It was interesting because just us talking and having this perspective of the tiny, I think is very interesting, just like as is. Definitely. So we would be like, you know, getting ready to shoot. And I'm like, they should just be shooting this. Like, forget the storyline. <laughs> just shoot right. us. We're so interesting. Right. And, and especially from that perspective, it's like beautiful. So shooting that movie was just... um it was fun, but, uh, you know, being on a set and just being more used to that, I, I can get really, uh, I don't know, maybe high strung is the word because I mm-hmm. really enjoy making these kinds of things, 
Um, and I want them to be good and I want it to look right. So uh, if I can't see what the camera is seeing, I'm it's just a little bit harder to know if you're doing a good job. Right. And because it was so low budget, because there's only really one person working all the equipment, it's very hard right. to take the time to be like, can we reshoot that? Or did this come out okay? It's kind of just like a shoot it a couple times and we'll make it work, you know? So uh, I would try to come up with things on the spot to be like, oh, maybe this would work. But I kind of, I don't think I was fully in the um, the mindset of the audience when I was doing certain things. So right. I think it may not have translated it exactly how I wanted it to, but I just right. like, you know, honey, I shrunk the kids and movies like that are so fun and valid. And that's the kind of thing I'm like, Oh yeah, I could definitely get in on that. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm really into. And so, I mean, just shooting it is always a lot of fun and they're a great group of people. And, um, I mean, I would love to shoot more in the future because we seem to make, or at least be interested in similar content in, in the creativity of all of this, you know, the, the sex kind of, I'm, I try to like kind of leave myself out of, and I'm not going to judge anybody, but For sure. that's, you know, I'm doing it for the, the, you know, I can express myself and kind of just for different reasons, but I, I had a great time and I, I don't think I'd be able to do any of that content if I didn't feel comfortable and if I didn't like what we were doing. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, cause I've now I know prior to, uh, I only shot with pog. Since then, I've uh, I shot a couple of times with um, Princess Ashburns, um, but yeah. So what I've been starting to notice myself is there's a level of comfort and trust and being able to, you know, again using that word, collaborate and come together on making something awesome and you know special and cool, mm-hmm. and you know how you described all of that was uh, really cool. And and I'm sure it's very different because, you know, as editors, I mean, I'm pretty sure you realize that um, micro had to go back and forth between a lot of different things since he's, he is the crew. So right. It, it's very different. Like I, like I've had to have three cameras. I tell people I use an endoscope for insane POV views. I use a Canon T5 rebel. I definitely recommend a good camera. Um, that gives you, if you get the right lens, mess with the ISO, etc. you can get some nice shots with that. And then I also use my phone, of course, but you want to have all different types of mediums and you want to be able to at least have a vision of what you're shooting and what you're shooting with the model. And, you know, being the tiny slash, you know, photographer slash editor, so many titles, but you want to be able to try to work on something with that. But I do feel like a common thing is it's going to be different because your perspective is you're up there. We're down here. And that's always going to be different. But I, I love the fact that it was a very positive experience and uh, you know, you know, micro merchant, if you're listening to this man, um, when's that a uh, film coming out? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like, 
definitely a good experience and it looks like it was a lot of fun from the little tad bits that he told me about he said he enjoyed it too um i know he's been busy lately with a lot but um you know i'm pretty sure he'll get it out eventually but yeah i'm, I'm glad that you had a positive experience and i mean i'm looking forward to seeing it when it does come out um speaking i of- am too honestly i'm th- like Every all the films that I've done, I only do films that like <laughs> I feel a comfortable doing, and right. b that I would want to watch back. Okay, I feel that. So, so actually, yeah. when uh, the first time somebody made an edit out of one of my customs, I was actually um confused mm-hmm. and like wasn't expecting to see it again. Right. And it was interesting because they request, this actually should have been maybe something I addressed with them because, um, you know, you think you're doing something like, okay, here's a transaction, right? Mm-hmm. And then they edit it and put it on the internet. And you're like, oh, you didn't ask me my permission before you did that. Right. So the first time that that happened, I was very shocked. And, but I, it was, I mean, the thing I'll say is it's very important to do work that you're proud of because if that happens, you have to be able to keep, you know, living and, and like creating. Cause I mean, of course you're going to maybe make stuff that isn't your best work, but especially in this kind of, uh, blurry you know gray area it's mm-hmm. very important that you're like i i i like that i i like that you know i that i don't have an issue seeing that again it doesn't it doesn't bother me that's awesome that's awesome um speaking and i would of- say that's probably a, a female specific thing <laughs> that's fair that's fair i'm just gonna build upon that because i know that um there was one edit i saw with you and um one of my favorite editors and a friend of mine uh Walton writer like mm-hmm. um the one that you guys did the little short film that you guys did so tell me about that how was that different from it being a traditional shoot because you know there's obviously a discussion back and forth with what clips or what's the script that he uh, wants you to follow and then you have to shoot it. And then, you know, you have to make the transaction of handing it off to him so we can edit it. So, um, which one are you talking about? Cause I think we've made two or three now. That's true. That's true. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm on my, I'm on my laptop, uh, my MacBook right now. Let me uh, type that. in. I know the one that you guys did, you had discovered a time. I'm trying to remember the storyline. Is it the one where if I ate I, the tiny and burped? Yes. Is that somebody else? Cause I'm actually, I, when I first started working with editors, they were just doing stuff and I was like, okay, yeah. Okay. Not like <laughs> clocking who anybody was. Gotcha. Okay. So this one, you, I'm going to, you were wearing a beanie that says that bitch and you were wearing camel pants. They were gray. Okay. And it's just 
Okay. Yeah, that's actually the one I was talking about. Yep, that's the one. So how how was that? Um, how was that one? Because um, that's the one. I know the other two, but this is the one that stood out the most to me. It's my favorite out of the um, ones you guys made together. But how was that? What was that like? Just um, going over that because if I know anything about him, he's very detailed in his scripts. So um, how did you like it? And you know, just just tell me a little bit about your experience with him. So that was at the very beginning of doing all of this, and. I kind of was only accepting things that I could either felt comfortable doing or mm-hmm. could kind of like, I was still sort of finding this character of like this giant woman who wants to step on these little things. <laughs> and this is the one that was a custom that I didn't know was going to be edited and put on the internet for other people to see. Right. So it it's a little sensitive for me. Because right. I do see it, but I just, the edit's so good. Like, cause if I didn't want it, I would have said something like, Hey, I'm not comfortable with this. Please take it down. Like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But the way that he edited it. And also, like I said, I'm not doing anything I'm uncomfortable with. So I was just surprised more than anything, but like the, <gasps> at the top of it just gets me every time. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, it is a giant woman who's going to step on me. And I'm, like, completely pulled <laughs> into the storyline. And and then she, like, I, it's just, it's just, I just, I just like it. And I liked how my acting was. And, yeah, I just, that, the sound effects really are so great in all of these content. Like, I love, well, to a certain point, I definitely have a threshold, but that's so fair, it was just fair. like a script that he, he emailed and I was like, yeah, I could definitely do that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I know he's very detailed and you know, um, that's what I've seen. Like, um, like I've come to him for advice for some, um, scenarios like, Hey, listen, I know you have a very creative brain in there. I need you to help me come up with this script. I have this base idea, but I need, I need a second pair of eyes to look at it. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it had to be cool. And then, you know, it's those little things that really enhance an edit like that, you know, sound effects, presence, you know, um, the shakes and booms. I know that's one thing that I always try to include in my edits. The um, shakes and booms in micros are always really nice. Oh my goodness. They're insane. Those are his shakes and booms. Oh, like his are like, there's something about his, like I said, okay, I don't want to have that same exact style, but I'm going to do mine a little bit differently, but his are like, it stimulates my senses, especially like, I feel like I'm this tiny dude and there's this giant woman that can, that's either going to do one or two things. Crush me or eat me. So I, it, it, it's all about getting that immersive experience. And oh my goodness! So it was yeah. a a lot of fun when I first started doing this because um, one of my friends who does this, she was like, um, "You don't have to put that much effort. They don't care, you know." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, okay, I could see that, you know." Right. But I was doing one, and it had just a bunch of stomping in it. And I was like, well, they do this in movies. So it's, you right. know, whatever that's called, where they uh, 
they add the sound effects and I, right. you know, on the editing app that I had, I was able to record sound over. So I had so much fun, like stomping my boots and like making the sound sync up. Cause like I come from a graphic design background. So editing is really fun for me. Right. So I, for, and I haven't done that many, honestly, like when, when I talk about this with people, I'm like ha- making money. I don't know what that is. Like, I just, it's not lucrative. People are like, oh, I made this much money selling blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's not the business that I'm in. <laughs> so right. Right. whatever, I've, I've found my way in here and I'm doing it the way that I like. And it, but I, you know, being in the entertainment industry, I knew I wasn't going to be getting paid very often until I, you know, stuck at it long enough and, and did it enough so that's just what I'm doing. But I'm like, you know, this is like practice. This is creative outlet. It's just so many, it's so many fun things. Definitely. Definitely. And I feel like that's, that is something that you like, I like, I can see like, even though like you, you've grown in that aspect. Like, you know, one of my favorite reels that you did, the one, um, the one that I like when I said, I'm going to be recording with you. Um, what's the, like, do you, do you curse a lot and <laughs> probably fuck? And I, and I like that one. Like that one is like, I said, this is exactly what I would expect if I were a tiny in your home. <laughs> Wait, which one? Um, I gotta find it. Um, but it's a real, it's a real, and it's a sound like, do you curse a lot? And only little and like I said, what, what's your favorite word? And it's like probably fuck, and then it's like probably fuck. And then it's a laugh in between. Uh-huh. That, bring a, that I like that one because like I feel like that's what that's what I feel like <laughs> if I were a tiny in your home, and that was if that was happening, I'd be like, I would be like very like, what's going on? And then if that if I were a tiny just being held while you're just doing this TikTok, I'd be even more confused. I'm like, so wait, I'm like, good. Am I okay? But I said, that's what, but at the, after I got done watching, I said, this is what, this is what Leah would do if she found me in her home right now. (laughs) That's a great point. Cause I am just like this goober mm -hmm. who likes to dance, sing and entertain so like, I think that's what a lot of my friends get out of their relationships with me is, mm-hmm. you know, they're not actually tiny people, but they are people who have a front row seat right. <laughs> to this shenanigan show. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw that, I'm sitting here like, this is something that would, a- I could see this actually happening and just a tiny being confused the entire time. <laughs> like, like I'm sitting here like, you know what? I'm immersed. Like, like I literally just, it's so funny. I have a friend who's like this. She was talking about how, uh, I guess she's probably an only child or something, but she was like, no, I I sat my parents down on the front porch and I made them watch me for an hour and a half. I just made them watch me do like a re, I forget what she said. It was like a a whole like Broadway play that she just, one woman show was doing it. And I was like, I totally resonate with that. That's so funny. Oh man. Yeah. It was great. Like every time I go back to like, I go back ever so often, look at that clip and I'm like, this is well. The like, sound bite. I mean, TikTok makes sound bites so much fun. Definitely, and I like how you incorporate that with, um, 
your stuff. It's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I just always, it just puts a smile on my face, but I say, yeah, if I'm this tiny, I'm confused the entire time, <laughs> but that's how it would happen. That's how that like, so that this is, this is giant. This is peak giant. So, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just really enjoyed it. It was a blast. Um, and like I tell people, like, you know, you're one of my favorites just because your personality really shines in this and like, you know, and, and it's just like, it's a real thrill. Like, you know, if I were in Giants Leah's home, what would happen? Like, I know I'm going to get this goofy giant that's just stomping around, just vibing, but like, <laughs> you don't know what she's going to do next. Like... And, and it's that's very chaotic. It, yeah, I mean, I, I think people like my content, especially when I go live. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's just a hot mess. I could be playing the ukulele. I could be crying. I could be not talking to the camera at all. Like it really just is like this wild world that you're like. This could be anything. I don't know what I'm going to turn tune into because I feel like some of the other uh, models they they go live to interact and blah blah blah. But I'm like, I'm just. I, I think I mean Dave Chappelle said it best. He was like, "You don't have to be funny. You just have to be interesting." Mm-hmm. And that has always resonated me resonated with me as a performer and trying to get more comfortable because. Like I said, as a tall person, tall woman, tall, attractive Mm -hmm. woman, Mm -hmm. you kind of, when you go out into public, you have an audience, whether you want one or not. Right. And so this is, it's just been a journey with me trying to figure out, especially being a Leo, like I just have a lot of elements that garner an audience for me living my life. So... It's fun to it's it's been a journey to try and figure out how that how to be comfortable with that and also prioritize my energy and um everything to make that work for me so that it's not like being taken from me. Right. And as a fellow Leo, um yeah, no. I there, do you I mean I I'm pretty sure we can both agree on this. I just want to make sure. But do you feel like um you definitely have this like this charisma type factor within you i i hope so like i I feel like you do i definitely feel like you like like there's something because like i always tell my friends like there's something i always tell my friends like i don't know i feel like when i'm just vibing by myself or when i have to like do something by myself i'm just chilling but you know if there is an audience or if i have a group of people i feel like there's this inner Paul to me and said, I have to, I have to put on a show. I have to, I got to show that personality. I got to be charismatic. And you know, that, that's just something that I know I do. And that's what I've been told. Like, well, yeah, you're a Leo. You're that's, that's what's in you. So okay. when you said that, I'm like, I, I feel this. That, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't, yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, definitely. So when you said that, I'm like, yep, this this is exactly finding out that we had the same birthday. But like I said, that made my day. I was like, literally early when I was editing the library, I was like, woo! But I said, let me not get too excited. But that's awesome. Um. <laughs> so yeah, but no, that that's awesome. Um. So I guess we can do some wrap up questions um here. So 
uh, for one, um, where do you see this going in terms of uh, where you, where you want to go with this um, with this space within being in the giantess fetish? Um, where you hope that does that go? Um, does that mean more collaborations? Does that mean shooting? Um, does that mean you know? But what what does that mean going forward for uh, giantess Leah? Um, just having as much fun as I possibly can, because like I said, the money thing, it just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not good at it. I, I just am finding a creative outlet and, you know, collaborating with people that, because I'm collaborating here, I'm collaborating not here, you know, it's just being an artist and, and trying to find the way that your work the way that your creativity resonates with both your audience and also your peers. Right. And yeah, I mean the, like I said, the most fun is like the, the character that I feel like this is turning into, especially now that I have this wig, I feel Mm -hmm. like I kind of am getting like an essence. Like she is becoming like, I, like I said, I'm a huge drag fan. So Mm -hmm. this kind of feels like a drag queen persona that like I'm a drag queen that's a giantess. So it's like, I'm still just like having fun with that. And like when I make TikToks or when I, you know, I think of an idea and I'm like, Oh, does this work for me as a, as a, a model and an actress in the regular, you know, world, or does it work for Leah? Because, you know, there's some fun stuff that I can do with like this character. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. And, and that's all it is at the end of the day like having fun and just seeing how much fun you can have. And I, I definitely, you know, I, I do feel that that that's awesome. I'm glad that you've uh, really like, I, I feel like as I tell people all the time, like you got to check out Leah's like, she's great. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. I, I want to do more stuff with you too. I, I've just been busy, but we will do more stuff. I mean, if the opportunity ever arose, I would love to shoot with you in person one day. Yeah, um, I feel like that would be a bomb ass time and uh, all the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for sure. But yeah, we'll we'll have to plan that in the future. So you know, in case someone goes in my DMs like, "Oh my god, you're shooting with Leah," calm down. <laughs> Not yet, but it's definitely a plan. Um, but yeah, so um, I think that will do it for uh, episode two. Um, so in case anyone needs to know where to find you, um. Just let them know where you are. Although I'm pretty sure it's every Leah. It's going to be at Leah if you're lucky everywhere. Correct. Correct. And that's Leah L E A H. And your is spelled the proper way. Y O U R E. Except on Twitter where it's just you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a Patreon. I have PayPal. I have a Facebook. I have a Twitter. I have an Instagram so it's so funny (laughs) that this is probably unusual for a giantess to have a facebook because everybody else has um an only fans and i was on only fans for like five minutes and then i was like i don't think i have i don't i mean it's a one-woman show right everybody's doing all this kind of on their own except for some people who might have like an assistant here or there but i just am doing this all by myself so it's just I, I'm only working with the platforms that resonate with me and that mm-hmm. I can, you know, 
use on a regular basis. They don't stress me out. I'm not, like I said, OnlyFans, it's like, how much am I making? I'm like, I, I just, my I, my brain's not built for that. So I'm just going on the platform. I Oh, I also have a YouTube and I have some, I have more foot content on my YouTube because I feel like that's a good global crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want like f- more just like foot stuff, that's on YouTube as well as my Instagram. Twitter gets, it's, I find it so funny because Twitter's like, you know, kind of no sense, uh, no sensory, like, nope. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Not censored. Not censored. So my, my personal Twitter, cause I'm just, like I said, I'm a Scorpio rising. So I'm already kind of a spicy person. Also I'm half Italian. So like, if you know, if you follow me, you know, I'm half Italian and I do that, yep, yep, that yep. hand signature, that hand symbol all the time, the Italian one. And I yep. do like, just, I think as a culture, they're more, you know, they're on the beach, they're tan, they're showing skin. They, they kind of, their rules around like monogamy and, and sexuality are just like way, you know, way more risque than in America. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of just in my blood. So my personal Twitter has like way more spicy content than my giant test one, but it's like, you know, it, it doesn't read the same, you know, like my, Spicy content on my giant test page is like, okay, that might be nice, but it's not in character. Right. But in my real life one, my, my giant test content doesn't translate. So like I said, it's this fun way of like being able to use all these platforms with these different characters. And (laughs) that just always makes me laugh that I'm like, this is my personal. And it's like, are you sure that's not your spicy page? And I'm like, no, you should see my spicy page. It's just a picture of my fucking foot. (laughs) (laughs) you're like that's what that's it's just your foot yeah i know the people are really into it (laughs) it's like i don't understand what you mean like you you just don't get it (laughs) nope that's what i'm gonna say listen you just you just if you know you know if you know you know if you know you know but yes definitely um but yes feel free to like like i said i would love to have you on a pod again i'm pretty sure you know, we all make that happen when it happens. Oh, yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm planning to do a diff- a pod where I'm having multiple people on at the same time where it's like a very like open discussion and that'd be cool. So, um, yeah, if that ever happens, I'm going to uh, make sure I uh, dial you up and uh, get you in on that one. Cool. Look forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, peeps. Um, If you need to reach your boy Jack the Speck, that would be Jack the Speck underscore at Instagram, don't uh, Jack the Speck. Someone already has Jack the Speck. It is a cat. I followed him. He's cute. I don't know if the page is active, but had Jack the Speck first before I did, so I had to settle for the underscore. So um, that's my Instagram, Jack the Speck one on Twitter, and I do have a Patreon as well. Um, so yeah. Other than that, this was season two. This is season two, episode two of Sizing Up. Um, remember you can listen to this on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. And I will see you guys on the very next episode for sizing up. Um, thanks and uh goodbye guys. Bye.